Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome to yet another episode of the Whiskey Sessions. We're on episode 48. We are recording in Streamwood, Illinois. This is A Mets, and I'm here with B Pimp. B Pimp, how's it going in your own home? It's going great. Happy to be recording live. It's nothing like it. There is nothing like it. We're not over Skype. We're not over a phone call. We are in the same room together. We are drinking the same beer, and we're going to be drinking the same whiskey. The beer that we are drinking is Gumball Head from the good old Three Floyds Brewery out of Munster, Indiana. I'm glad to see this again on the shelves uh, before I go back to California and don't see it for a while. It's not normal, as the tagline says. It's not, and it's... Not found in California, from what I can remember. So, they don't. I'm, I, I feel like at some point it's going to make its way out there. If you know, I think I would say Three Floyds has enough of a reputation that if it's not in California, and maybe some Californians can tell me I'm wrong. I just haven't seen it. I bet it's the choice of Three Floyds not to ship it that far. Mm-hmm. Because um, I'm sure it would be bought there. But we're drinking that. We've got a a good whiskey lined up, and we've got an excellent episode for you all so you'll know a couple whiskey or a couple whiskeys well i've been saying whiskeys a lot whiskey uh, whiskey whiskey yes a couple of whiskeys of whiskey a couple episodes ago uh before our break we talked about the top five one hit wonders of the 1980s it was a great list it was tough to put together there were a lot of candidates and a lot of them we kind of figured were because of mtv starting and there were a lot of videos out and it turned out that like uh, a lot of those 1980s one-hit wonders released songs in 1982 because that's like just about when MTV started. So for this episode, we're we're kicking it up a notch. We're kicking it up a decade. We're going to be talking about 1990s one-hit wonders. And this, I don't know about for you, B-Pimp, was a really tough list to put together. There are a ton of candidates. We're... we're Channeling our inner emerald and kicking it up a notch. We're kicking it up a notch. Bam. Bam. It's the 90s. Yes. It's Uh, the 90s. So I agree. It's tough because I noticed on my list I have a lot. And I think it's because, whereas with the 80s list, I was younger and saw a lot of those, or heard a lot of those songs in retrospect, like Mm -hmm. either through my parents or like through watching old videos. I lived through an experience when these singles were out. And I remember them very vividly. So yes. There's a lot that I have a connection to, and I really want them to be on my list. So it's tough to separate the nostalgia from the objective awesomeness of each of these songs. Yeah, and I found that a lot of my songs are hitting that mid to late 90s range. Mm-hmm. Like, I've got a lot in the 95, 96, 97. Like, right when I was really first starting to get my own musical tastes yep. as a young man um, living out in the world. So... Uh, hopefully you'll like our list. We'll get to them in just a second. Uh, but we got to get to a whiskey first, and I've heard this one is from the wonderful uh, northern neighbor, Illinois, Wisconsin. Yep. Uh, Lisa went up for her yearly trip to Kohler with her aunt to the Kohler Food and Wine Festival. Oh, I have heard of that. Somebody else mentioned it recently. And when she was there, she lovingly procured a bourbon for us. Excellent. So this is... Central Standard Craft Distillery from Milwaukee. It's a bourbon, 45%, so 90 proof. Yeah. It's batch three, bottle 261, hand numbered right there for you. Full disclosure, I have tried this because I couldn't wait, and it's, I'm not going to say anything about it other than we're going to drink it in a moment. I want to spoil it. And 
for the listeners at home, what we did with B Pimp right before this episode started is we gave him the old like Men in Black. Yeah. Forget your memory pen. So he does not have an opinion on this whiskey nope. yet. Be totally objective. This is going to be a reaction, not a review. Yeah. And again, what's great about the fact that we're recording these episodes right now together is that we are both trying this whiskey and we could have different opinions. Who knows? We also could get a free distillery tour for two if we're ever in Milwaukee. Because it comes with a little tag. I have been tempted to... I really hear nothing but good things about Milwaukee. And frankly, I haven't spent a lot of time there. I would like to revisit Milwaukee's downtown and kind of like take in all the sights in Milwaukee. And if that means I got to go on that tour, I would definitely go on that tour. Let's get, maybe we'll meet this guy that modeled on the label. There's a strong man holding up a bottle. Uh-huh. A huge bottle on his back. Yeah. Which doesn't seem like the best way to do it. <laughs> but Let's that is how this it out. goes. You can hear it. Oh, yeah. So we'll let you know if Central Standard from Milwaukee is up bourbon. to snuff. Is it a good bourbon? Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. First reactions. First reactions has some bite for mm-hmm. sure. It's a little bit more. Whoa, I feel like I'm fire breathing <laughs> just a little bit. It's only 5% stronger from an alcohol perspective than our last mm-hmm. EY. But it's significantly more more like a potent bite. There is. There is a much stronger bite than the last whiskey we tried. The the Japanese whiskey we tried from the last episode. And I'm trying to wrap my head around it a little bit. Get my taste buds to kind of fully take it in. It hit me right off the bat a little strong. Mm-hmm. The way it's sinking in is kind of nice. Very pleasing. Yes. It's like sitting around a fire on a cold day. Chugging some whiskey. This is a good sitting by the fire whiskey. With a little blanket on your lap. Yeah. This is the kind of whiskey you want when you're about to have, like, you know, you've, you're with some friends and, like, or maybe siblings, and you got to have, like, a real conversation. Uh-huh. Yeah, and it's not going to be easy, and you got to tell them something about, you know, whatever. Like, they're not doing enough to take care of your parents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of those real yeah. sobering, <laughs> yeah. you know, tough to conversations you need mm-hmm. this to sip on so you can, before you say your first line, you can... Yeah, before you know, the rest of the night is not going to be the same. <sighs> right. Having said that, knowing it's a whiskey of difficult conversations, I'm putting it on the smooth train. I am too. It's It's not... It's too good to not. It is too good to not, and it's not necessarily like one of those whiskeys where you're like, whoa, that's really smooth. But by our definition of, do I recommend this whiskey and do I like it? I do like it. Mm-hmm. So I am definitely putting it on the smooth train. Good job, Central Standard out of Milwaukee. Thanks, Lisa. Good choice. Yes. And also, if you're ever having anyone out there, if you're having a difficult conversation, or I feel like if you're, uh, you know how in uh, movies, if the main character likes to drink or like Dennis Leary in Rescue Me whenever he would get his his mm-hmm. scotch or his Irish whiskey he would they take that big gulp and they just do that face of like like that bracing yes reaction this is that's what this is this for. will give you the brace face mm-hmm. we don't mean like the way a 12 year old has a brace face no this like is like a bracing braces. from whiskey face yeah. yeah brace yourself it's whiskey yes <laughs> <laughs> no I uh I like it 
I'm putting it on the smooth train, so that's two in a row as we return. We've had some good whiskey so far. All aboard! Yeah. It's, um... And if... I love trains. And what I loved about my break when I was traveling around Europe and Asia, a lot of good trains. And America has got to get their shit together in the train department. Yeah. That's all I will say to that. We got weak-ass Amtrak. Oh, my God. We need better trains, faster trains, more frequent trains. And I don't know if it's going to happen, but it needs to happen. We need to train ourselves to be better with trains. Yes, for sure. Um, but I am really excited to get into our top five list. Because yep. I know we're going to have a lot to talk about. So why don't we go ahead and get into it. These are our top five one-hit hunt wonders. Oof. One-hit hunters. <laughs> one-hit hunters. <laughs> These are our top five one-hit wonders from the 1990s. More than four, less than six, it's the top five. All right, we are talking top five one-hit wonders from the 1990s, and my number five on this list is from a singer-songwriter, Joan Osborne, and the song is 1995's One of Us. Yeah, what if God was one of us? Just a slob like one of us. You've heard the song before. You might have thought it was a, like a, a more famous female singer songwriter. Like I always kind of did a little bit. I was like, oh, is that like Alanis Morissette? No, it's Joan Osborne. You did? You didn't realize it was Joan I always associated her name with that song for some reason. Yeah. Well, I mean, to each their own. But it was huge. Melissa Etheridge, maybe? Yeah. Or something like that. What do you think? What if God was one of us? Um, that's a good song. It's very catchy. Like, it's very memorable from a... I could sing along with it mm-hmm. if I just heard it again. It's stuck in my brain. I like to shout it every time I'm on a bus. <laughs> And then I look around to see if I get that look from anybody else. I'm like, uh, I don't think God's on this bus. No. He's not a stranger on this bus. He's not one of us right here. No. Maybe one of the more broader us of the world. Yeah. But certainly not a stranger on the AC Transit number 14 that goes to Fruitvale Station. Anyway. Shout out to Michael B. Jordan <laughs> of Fruitvale Station. It's weird. I haven't seen that movie, and I go to that station almost every day. Hmm. Yeah. But I've heard it's good, too. I don't know how I haven't seen it. All right, what is your number five? My number five may sound familiar because it's Return of the Mac. Oh, God, I just just missed my list. He's Mark Morrison from 1996. It's a hit. Like, we, uh, B-Pimp and I, we listened to the whole song as we were kind of in between recording episodes uh, or recording segments of an episode it is a goddamn jam it's a jam and a half yeah so good the video's great he's doing lots of like kicking motions lots of kicks lots of opening his arms being like hey what's up with that (laughs) i'm here i'm I'm returning (laughs) i'm the mac yeah get used to it uh it's great it's a great video great song Mm -hmm. it is like a great song yeah it is if somebody said, like, you have to pick one mid-90s jam to represent all jams, I'd have a tough time saying it's not Return of the Mac. It's, like, perfect. It's either that or... Uh, Riding the, My Pony. The Ving- oh, yeah. That's a that's too. a great song. Yeah. The Venga Boys are coming. What was that? The Venga... Uh, 
Quad City DJs. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> the Venga Bus. Is that what it is? <laughs> Something like that. The Venga Bus is coming. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, my number four, uh, definitely going on a, a, a sadder note, but is 1996 by the Verb Pipe, The Freshman. And what I remember about this, like this 1996 for me was the perfect time in which like I was, I think I got my first CD player and I got my first set of CDs and my first three CDs, this wasn't one of them, but I think it, it was like one of the early songs I listened to was two President's albums. Presidents 1, which had, I couldn't put them on this list, not that I'd want to, because I love the Presidents, and I don't think they're one-hit wonder, but they also had, like, two legitimate singles in Lump and Peaches. Mm -hmm. I had those two albums. Um, I had, like, a, an early The Offspring album. Oh, yeah. I think I had, I had Smash, for some reason, I had Smash on cassette tape. Oh. But I had Ixnay on the Ombre on CD, and that came out right around that time. Like yeah. 96 or 97. But yeah, Verb Pipe is like, if you are just getting to that age where you are you start being emotional about the things, that song hits all the right notes. I wasn't even sure what it was about until I looked it up later, and I don't even know if it's true to the band or not, but it's like a girlfriend committing suicide or something like that. Really? I, I never think that. so. It's dark. I'd have to like read the lyrics probably, because I can't even think of them off the top of my head. But classic jam. That is, that's a and, great song. Yeah, by jam I mean not really a jam, but classic you know, ditty. Yeah, classic, classic ditty. Classic one hit wonder. And to have like a one hit wonder that is like really emotional like that, I think is also kind of rare. Yeah, because it's not like a banger. Like like those kind of like bangers or like songs of the summer. Those are like one hit wonders all the time. Yeah, but for just like an emotional resonance song. I think it doesn't happen all that much. Yeah, it's true. All right, what is your number four? Number four for me, What is Love by Hadaway. Whoa. From 1993. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. No more. What is love? That's from 93? Yeah. Wow, older than I thought. Most well known for being the... Uh, Night at the Roxbury song. <laughs> yeah, did you see the Night at the Roxbury movie? Yes. Yeah, I saw that in theaters. It's pretty bad. Yeah, it's like terrible, but I don't think I didn't enjoy it at that age. Whenever it came out, like 97 or 8 or something like 98, that. 98, I want to say. That. Yeah. No, totally enjoyed it. What is love? That's a good... Baby, don't hurt me. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great groove, and like the fact that that song is so associated with that skit, and like even in The Office when... Steve Carell does it. He like puts that song on. Like it's mm -hmm. it's weird to have something that was its own thing like for five years or for four years before it was used on SNL, and then all of a sudden it just became like completely associated with that. Yeah, that part is weird, and it's also just like like the the sketch doesn't even work at all. No, without the song. No, it's completely dependent on it. Yeah. I can't believe they made a movie out of that sketch. I don't understand why they did it. It's like if they had a Mr. Peepers movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> They're definitely never doing that. <laughs> Especially now. No. All right. Uh, my number three 
is Gangsta's Paradise, the 1995 hit by Coolio. I'm going to contend with this. All right, what? Are you saying it's not a one-hit wonder? Yes. What is Coolio's other hit? One, two, three, four. What song is that? One, two, three, four. Get your woman on the floor. Gotta, gotta get up to get down. You don't remember that? Oh, fuck. That's a Coolio song? Yeah. <sighs> it's not as big. Okay. All right, all right. It's not as big. It's not as big of a song, but I, um, as the opposing lawyer, I am not going to object. Okay. Um, even before, I think... Your objection is sustained. Okay. I'm doing a quick replacement. Oh! And I am replacing it with Sex and Candy by nice. Mercy Playground. That the 1997 hit. I did not, and I, I, I'll claim ignorance, I did not recall that the 1234 song even was Coolio. Can I ask? Yes. Is there somebody you thought it was? Because I'm curious. Or did uh, you just generally think it was somebody else? I just, I, I did not even put an artist okay. to that song. I was, I was hoping it would be like somebody really funny. <laughs> I thought it was Joan Osborne. It's Tone Loke. Yeah. <laughs> Joan Osborne. <laughs> Joan Osborne with a big departure. From yeah, the huge departure. Uh, okay. I'm going with Sex and Candy by Marcy Playground. I was mad I left this off my list in yeah, the that's first a- place, so I'm glad I put it on. I also feel like it's the kind of song that I would like to cover myself because it just kind of got like the low voice, really low You could do that. Yeah, you could do a good version of that, I think. Yeah. So. That's an interesting, that's, I left it off and I'm upset that I did. It's one of my honorable mentions. There's something about that song that intrigues me. It's like a weird, it's a weird one hit wonder. Like the song is. is not at all like a cliche you know, it's not like a cliche, like, oh, I could see somebody wrote this one song and then they made an album around it and then they disappeared or something. Mm-hmm. It's just like a weird, unique kind of thing. It is. It It's the kind of song that's actually so good. I'm like, kind of surprised they are one hit one. Yeah. I'm sure they had like success touring and stuff. Yeah. I mean, but then they, I don't fine. remember hearing from them again. Yeah, me neither. And it was, it's a good song and it's good writing. And it yeah. just kind of. There's nothing about that song that's like, oh, this was a hit because of this specific thing. Right. It's like, it's just a good song. And it, it doesn't even strike any chord in particular. It's just like... Yeah, it's a it's a kind of its own thing. Yeah, which would make me think a band like that would have more success. But it's the only hit I remember. It wasn't in the cards for a no. Marcy Playground. All right. Um, so I guess I almost had two number threes. But <laughs> what is your number three? My number three is Steal My Sunshine by Len from 1999. Oh, it was so hard to leave that off my list. I love that song. It's a and great also, song. Also, that album is fucking good. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. I have it. Canada makes some, every once in a while, Canada produces some damn good media. Yeah, there was ah, there was one other really good song on that. It was it was almost kind of like a hip hop track, actually. I don't know if I ever listened to the entire album, but that is a great pick. It's a good, great yeah. video. The TRL era, I remember it vividly. Mm-hmm. 
Or uh, Chris and uh, so every once in a while we'll have like some late night like uh, video trading, like YouTube trading sessions, play like doing music videos back mm-hmm. and forth. And we got into like a music like late nineties music video one once, and that was one of the ones we watched. We're like, oh man, that song was amazing. Yeah, it's no, that is like a great track. It's that's another one that's like it's it's got that vibe of the female singer and the male like it's got some familiar it's good interplay it is good interplay now. but it's got familiar things but it also is it, it's on its own too like mm-hmm. it's its own kind of thing I just like I love the backing track for it it's got like yeah good loops like in the yeah dance. it's the the it's not the snare it does kind of have a sonar ish uh-huh. like, hit in it yeah which I love I think that makes. Any song that has the sonar sound, whether it's that song or it's Outcast Rosa Parks, uh-huh. when you get that sonar sound, man, that that's straight to hit heaven, I think. Hit heaven. Yeah. Put when it we, on a one-way ticket yeah. to hit heaven. When we do when we do our second EP, every track, sonar. That's all it's gonna be. Yeah, it's just sonar. It's instrumental. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be sonar and air horns and we're like <laughs> straight to the top. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, okay. My number two. It, it probably contends with a song I played in the top three of the m- songs I played the most of my life. Ooh. And it was like a brief phase I went through with this band. I would, I, they probably, they've had other singles. I know they have. I think the same album kind of has other singles, but like to the point where no one would ever remember them. I don't even remember them. And this song, this one hit was huge. So... It's from 1997 also. It's from the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, the impression that I get. Interesting. Yeah. The guy's voice is gruff. It's kind of Scottish. It's got the horns in there. Uh-huh. I listened to the song a billion times. I, I f- completely forgot about the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. The other thing that, about the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones is this song came out in 97. They existed as a band for like, I think at least a full decade before that. Oh. With albums. They just didn't But they just didn't have... Through. Yeah, they never broke through until this song when they like really broke through. They needed the like Cherry Pop and Daddies and some of the other... Yeah, I don't know what it is. Ska I, bands to break through. Yeah, because they weren't as like... They were more rock-based than those other ska yeah, bands, but yeah. like... They, yeah, it, it was finally, like, the right time for the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. They were, they were ready to shine. Yeah. Unlike, they weren't trying to steal the sunshine like Len. No. Len was all about stealing the sunshine. Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, they just wanted to bring the sunshine. They just wanted to have their own shine. They just wanted you to have an impression of what they got, which was sunshine. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent uh, choice. Thank you. Boy, I'm concerned we are not going to have any double dips again. There's still a chance. All right, B-Pimp, what's your number two? The funny part about this is there's two left that I could go either way. I don't have a hard, like, but I'm going to go with my gut of what I think my number two is. Well, either, you're saying you're deciding between two and one? Two and one. Either way, it's doubled up. Oh, that's right. Okay. So don't don't fret about that. Go with your true number one. So my true number two is Flagpole Sitta by Harvey Danger. Oh, great song. That's not my number one. 1997. Even though they're a Seattle band, it's not my number one. Okay. That's a, I, that 
97 is a year of something was going on. I had some honorable mentions I'll get to in a minute, but like Sex and Candy came out that year. There's just a lot of yeah. stuff from that year. I think that song is great. It's like another one where the video is tied up in it with for me, like the video, the visual images mm-hmm. um, with that guy with the glasses and like the big hair and everything. And, like, you know, it's weird. I haven't even seen that video. No, no. I've heard the song a million times. I've seen the band live. We're gonna watch it after in okay. their next interstitial moment. Yes, um, it's just a great song. Very like perfect for me being like a middle school, like junior high person. It's angry a little bit. It's like sarcastic. Still fun though. It's good, yeah. But it's a catch. Like yeah. the tune is catchy, but then if you really like listen to it, it's a little angry. Yeah, and that was what I wanted when I was a twelve-year-old listening to Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> yeah, I think it really hits that stride when it go when it gets into the paranoia, paranoia. Everybody's like, coming to get me. It's a great song. Yeah, really good song. I don't know why is it titled that. Flagpole. I have no idea. Probably because... Flagpole is in the lyrics, but it's like... The idea of that is like you're sitting... It's like a... Oh, and I'm thinking of like sitting on the fence. Yeah. It's like you're able to watch everything, but you're not involved in it. And they spelled it with an A. Yeah, Sitta. Flagpole Sitta. Huh. Harvey Danger, if you're listening, (laughs) can you please write us an email and explain yourself? Yeah. All right. My number one is... Oh, I'm excited. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh Uh-oh. No, I don't know if it's actually that crazy, but it's a song that I've I've actually covered and recorded in high school, and it's fucking atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's buried. It's probably somewhere on my computer, but there's no way anybody can ever listen to it. Uh, anyway, number one for me is another 1997 hit. It's Saved Tonight by Eagle Eye Cherry. Oh, it's not a double dip. It's not a double Damn dip. Damn it. This is a good song, though. It is. It's like, I don't know, the first time I heard it on the radio, I was like, fuck, that is a good song. Yeah. It's also, like, extremely easy to play. I think it's why I could play it in high school. I couldn't, like, be good at it. But it's the same four chords, the entire song. And it's, like, pretty straightforward. And it's just, I don't know, it's, like, such an earworm. Yeah. That I, like, never forgot about it. And Maggie... A little melodic progression in the chorus. Yeah. And when I was putting together this list, Maggie was like, it was one of the songs she mentioned, and it was just like, oh, yeah, that's like, that's the number one. Yeah. So, it had to be. I don't know anything else about Eagle Eye Cherry other than he's the son of somebody. Really? Well, he's the son of somebody Cherry. Oh boy, that doesn't even make sense. Somebody named Cherry? <laughs> I don't even know. Don Cherry, the hockey <laughs> analyst guy? Yeah, wait. Okay, hold on. I gotta figure out who is the son of. Okay. This is gonna be really dumb if I don't know. I hope it's like no one and you're just. This is like an <laughs> alternate universe you've created. You're not thinking of the wallflowers, are you? No, okay. <laughs> uh. Uh, this isn't particularly relevant, but Eagle Eye Cherry is the son of Don Cherry, who was a uh, trumpeter. Probably not who I was thinking of. Wait, though. his name is Don Cherry? His name is Don Cherry. I just said that. Yeah. I was thinking of somebody else, though. The huh. Canadian hockey guy, that like the obnoxious hockey announcer. Isn't that guy his name, Don Cherry? Ooh, man. For as much hockey as I watch. <laughs> <laughs> We've gotten ourselves in quite a pickle here. <laughs> quite a pickle here. 
All right, either, the only way we can get ourselves out of this pickle is for you to tell the good folks at home what your number one is. My number one is a song that I'm shocked you don't have on your list. Shit, did I Because I think that? it's a classic song, and it is definitely a one-hit wonder. Oh, no. Closing Time by Semisonic from 1996. It's a good one. I did have that on my honorable mentions. Okay. And it was really hard to leave it off. I just, that's but a I song. at least didn't forget it. How can you, like, you, that's such an easy song to sing along to. It's like a great, classic. So perfectly designed. Yeah. Too. Everybody plays it when they want to get you out of the bar now. I use I always use that when I was a bouncer. Do you think the band realized that when they recorded no. it? No. No, they couldn't have, right? If they did, they're geniuses. If they did, they're super duper geniuses, because it is perfect for that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Semisonic's closing time is a great number one pick. To semisonic. To semisonic. Alright, what are some of your honorable mentions? So I've got Torn by Natalie Imbruglia. That's a great one. From 1997. Uh, you Get What You Give by The New Radicals from 1998. Mm. Do you remember that one? Not really. That's a good song. One Headlight by The Wallflowers, Jacob Dylan's song. Ooh, okay. If you're saying Coolio wasn't a one-hit He didn't have another song. The Wallflowers had... Uh, <laughs> they didn't have another song. They, no, they definitely had other songs. I have that album. The Wallflowers did not have another song. They had ooh yeah. I was thinking of the song one two three Marlanos, but that was like not a song. I thought you were gonna say one two three four. Four. My last one is Six Underground by Sneaker Pimps from 1996. Oh, another good one. All right, yeah, I had closing time on my list. Uh, I had Nothing in Between by Meredith Brooks. Oh, okay. Steal My Sunshine by Len. Uh, Bittersweet Symphony by The Verve. That's good. I didn't put... I have a reason why I didn't include that. That would have been in my top five. Mm -hmm. But they were big in England and had like a lot of hits. And the guy yeah. that's the lead singer had a So I personally disqualified... I'm not saying you had to. Right. But I personally disqualified it from my list. Their other song was 1, 2, they 3, just, 4. Right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> it was a cover of 1, 2, 3, 4. Yeah. Uh, and then I had Return of the Mac on there and Flag Nice. Bolsita. Nice. But, yeah, it was the 90s. Were some good times for One Hit Wonders. I am curious as to what will happen when we take this to the 2000s. What do you think is the... Re like, there's a ton. I feel like we didn't even scratch the surface. Like, there's other ones that... Like, oh, why yeah. were there so many in the 90s? Oh, did I not mention... The other one I had on there was Tub Thumpin' by Chandler. Tub Thumpin'. <laughs> like, you could say... I mean, I guess Jamiroquai had Canned Heat and Virgil Insanity. But, like... Yeah. There was some that were just so iconic. Or, like, uh, The Cardigans. Mm. That, that song. I'm blanking on the name of it now. That really... Kept the Cardigans. It's that really hype... The song that, in the office, Jim sings to get back at... Rashida Jones for, like, stealing his chair. Hmm. <laughs> that was a plot point I missed in that show. I was, I've just been rewatching it. That's why I'm... Hold on. i got to find this. We can't move on. Because I'm mad okay. at myself. Well, love Fool. Oh, okay, okay. Love me, love me. That song. Oh, Say That You Love Me? Yeah. Oh. We didn't have that. But I just heard that song the other day. I did not even think about who actually sang that. The Cardigans. There's the Cardigans. a ton of them. There are. There are, is it because of, like, the proliferation of, like, MTV was... The 90s is the decade where MTV was fully 
at Going the forefront yeah. of like pop culture with music, I feel like. Yeah, you might be right. And, and I feel like there are a lot of things that we missed. We didn't like we didn't cover too many pop stars or even like really that many rap tracks. And as soon as I named one rap track, I got shot down because <laughs> <laughs> the one, two, three, four debate yeah. of twenty eighteen. But I mean, I could have said well, as much as I hate to say it, like is I didn't even put that on my list. Biz, but no, uh, Biz Marquis the eighties. Sir makes a lot. Yeah, Sir Mix, but Biz Marquis song was in the eighties, right? Yeah, that was on my last. That was list. on the last one. Yeah, okay. just a friend. I put that right at the top of my list. But like, yeah, Baby Got Back. Yeah, that's up there. There's not too many like not that with many rap, with hip hop. I feel like. Yeah, I could probably think of some more if I like really. Put Most people like if you think of like songs where the there's one song that was clearly the biggest. They still had other stuff like Juvenile. Yeah, that's no, tough and fun, like even figuring out the definition of exactly what is a one hit wonder. We should do top five BET uncut videos one day. Do you remember that? Oof, it was at night. Of. It was at like yeah. two in the morning when they would have like the most like amateur videos they would play. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I could do a top five of that. I can't think of a single one. Okay, well. Maybe but it's not my best. Maybe I'll yet. do some research. Okay. And then Maggie will be like, what are you watching? Yeah. <laughs> are you watching like on the train? <laughs> yeah. I'm doing research. I'm doing research. Come on. All right. Uh, if you have one hit wonders from the 1990s that you think we missed, I'm sure there are a bunch. So go ahead, hit us up on our Twitter feed that's at Whiskey Sessions. Uh, or uh, you can send us an email at Whiskey Sessions Music at gmail.com. We have Gmail. Not Yahoo, not Lycos, not SBC Global. Nope, not Webcrawler, um, not AltaVista. We have Gmail, so hit us up there, and we'll get to your emails. But um, yeah, we're gonna get to your emails now. Uh, so these are your emails. You sent us emails to read emails, and now we'll read them. All right, I have got an email from the inbox says, Dear Whiskey Sessions, it was great to hear you're back from your break, but how did you do an episode on the best returns and leave off the return key on your keyboard? How would you ever get to the next line? This is from Dennis in Rock Springs, Wyoming. I didn't is think it, about the return key. Is it always called, is it enter slash return though? Because isn't it sometimes enter? I know. See, that's the tough thing. On my Mac, it says enter at the top, return at the bottom. So it could be either one. What it means is return to the front of the next line, right? Right. I mean, I guess it's key, but I don't feel bad leaving it off the list. Are you telling me it's better than returning your bowling ball? No. No. Of course not. We already talked about the chaos that would happen if you didn't have a ball returning to a bowling ball. Society would absolutely collapse in a second. Yeah. You could deal without the return key. Just move your cursor. Yeah, you just use the arrows. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for nothing, Wyoming. (laughs) All right, um, if you have an email that you would like to send us, make sure you send it to whiskeysessionsmusic at gmail.com. We will read it on a future episode, but thank you again for joining us for this, and we will catch you again in a couple of weeks. This is Amets signing off. I'm B-Pimp, flagpole sitting. Flagpole sitting. Between segments, we watched the, the whole video for flagpole sitting, so don't worry about it. We know it now. We know we know that there's the rally monkey started in that video. Yep. Alright, peace out. See ya on the flip. Catch you on the flip side. The flip side. Flippity flippity flippity.